Yesterday on the program, we were uh, mindful of the fact that it was three years ago to the day that the World Health Organization declared the COVID-19 pandemic, the global pandemic. And in the ensuing three years, it's been pretty weird for a lot of people, for millions and millions of people the world over. Uh, a very strange experience uh, compounded in many cases by isolation. Here to talk about it and, uh, uh, well, things to look to to improve the situation is the author of a book called Happy is the New Healthy. A pleasure to say good morning and welcome to clinical psychologist Dr. Joan Nehal joining us from Victoria. Dr. Nehal, Joan, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm feeling pretty happy for a guy who lost an hour's sleep overnight, Joan. <laughs> but I think I think we're going to make it. Let's talk a little bit about the pandemic and, and, and the fact that so many of us got really weirded out due to prolonged isolation. And in many cases, that was solo isolation. If you were confined to quarters with a group of people, it was a much, I would think, more positive experience than being isolated and confined to quarters, right? Correct. So let's talk about um, the effect of isolation. Well, you know, social isolation is terrible because with the pandemic, it hit us in our sweet spot. All of a sudden, we weren't allowed to socialize. That leads to the social isolation. It also led to a certain extent, to an increase in anxiety. And mm-hmm. so that's what I mean is wearing masks. We're now looking at people as walking pathogens, and we're thinking of giving them a wide berth because we're scared. And that, unfortunately, still continues today. If you look at the research, it indicates that there's a rise in anxiety and depression today. People are wanting to somehow put meaning into their lives right now, and it's hard. I mean, think for a moment. If you were in a cast from your big toe up to your neck, would you expect that all of a sudden you're going to resume the new normalcy? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. so we, we need to be gentle with ourselves. We need to practice self-compassion because we've been living in a cocktail of ambiguity, confusion, anxiety, and we've had moments of respite from our go-to culture through the pandemic. We've had more isolation, more personal time. And as a result of that, we've changed. And we've changed in a positive way. And let me explain what I mean. Okay. People, people are now expressing... Uh, post-pandemic growth. They're talking about what I talk about, namely thoughtful optimism or hope with action. And by that, what I mean is that you need to have meaning in your life now. Without meaning, there is no hope. Without hope, there is no meaning. Mm -hmm. So how do we get there? We get there through practicing what I call self-compassion, which is a far cry from toxic positivity. I've had clients say to me, you know, I feel guilt, I feel shame because I'm not feeling happy. And I say, you know what? That's okay too. Why do we feel that we have to be happy 24-7? Can we use these momentary bouts of feeling down as a way to grow? And I think that's a very important concept to grasp. Can we go outside? Can we uh, look up at nature? Can we exercise? Can we start being compassionate to ourselves instead of being so rigidly judgmental. And, you know, we can be very cruel to ourselves and say, well, you should be doing this, etc., etc. And you, we like control. So therefore, what do we say? We've got to catastrophize. If it's not like this, it's going to be like that. And I say, no, expect to feel a bit of anxiety. Expect to feel a bit of ambivalence as you let go of new habits, mm-hmm. such as wearing masks, 
such as being able to touch each other. I've had people say to me, you know, I'm scared to go into bars now yeah. because it's, it's crowded. I don't know what that means. I had a client say to me, he was in New York and said, I was invited to a cocktail party. People came close to me, wanted to hug me, and I just cringed. So these are the new feelings we've got to deal with today. The social distance, what has it done to us? Uh-huh. We need to take small steps into what's safe and what's not safe. And we what need a- to... I'm sorry, one other thing, one other factor, one other contributing element to these feelings that, that, that persist post-pandemic of reluctance, if nothing else, uh, one of the compounding factors was we were encouraged to be afraid. It was, it was, it was, uh, uh, it was handy for the politicians. Uh, you're much more malleable when you're afraid. You'll do what you're told if, when you're afraid much faster than if you're questioning things all the way along. So that was part of the package. There was an element of fear that was brought into the package that stuck, as you can tell, with some of your clients to this very day. Yes, and you're right. I mean, we want compliance. So how do we how do we deal with the anti-vaxxers? We instill fear. And fear is a wonderful way to get people to conform. And that's not necessarily useful today because mm-hmm. people are are coming out of the shrink wrap, as I say, and saying, wait, what's in it for me? And the minute you're able to look at the situation and ask yourself, not what if, but rather, why not? And how can I move forward? What are my choices now? Things change. For example, travel. Some people want to travel now, but they're scared because planes are overwhelming. Yes. There's a risk. There's also ambiguous grief that we look at because we've lost a lot, haven't we? I mean, you know, you look at frontline workers, and they went through PTSD. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people still feel shell shock from what we went through because we were used to having guarantees in life. Remember that you and I are part of a world in which we did not go through a world war as such. We're used to uh, instant gratification. We're used to guarantees. And then the pandemic occurs, and we realize that we are vulnerable. But I say reduce screen time. Start logging into information that are fact found, facts versus fear. Right. Go to the WHO, see what's really happening in the world. And I don't want to talk about politics because I'm only a psychologist, so I'll stay within my field. Okay. And I'm, I'm saying, why don't we look at the situation as a, with a modicum of humor? It's not as bad as we think it is. I mean, now young kids are getting vaccinated, so there's that freedom that comes with that. Is that not so? Indeed it is. And it's very uplifting to hear someone talk about uh, the, the fact that there are positives to be found. And there's there's not, we've all gone through this experience to one degree or another. It's a shared experience. It's our reaction and our coming out of it that is so different. Dr. Nihal, I'm fresh out of time, but I am grateful for yours. A pleasure to have you on the program. And I commend the book, Happy is the New Healthy, to our listeners. It's, uh, it's You can buy it on Amazon and all those other places. Dr. Joan Nehal, thanks ever so much. My pleasure. Bye now.